You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Chad Hunsberger, and I have two very special guests with me today. Um, they are church members here uh, at Colonial Heights, and we're thankful for that. Uh, because of some of the work they do, we're just going to stay nameless for right now, um, but super thankful for what you guys do. And um, yeah, I want us to think through, uh, continue to think through some cultures, and you in your work overseas have served in a couple different places, including France. And so love for y'all to help us think through um, what it, uh, what the French culture generally speaking, is like. Uh, but I should have asked this first. Y'all doing okay today? <laughs> we are <laughs> doing well. Yeah, see, I got you good. laughing. See, this is good. It's nice and casual. Um, yeah, so tell me some about the, the French culture. Well, um, if you love baguettes, then you'll get French culture because everything revolves around <laughs> bread. <laughs> Excellent. And cheese. Okay. And okay. wine and, you know, all the... All yeah. The, so... So, um, so food matters a lot. Food is central. Okay. Yeah. Um, from the meals, like French meals are slow. They really do do them in one course at a time. Okay. I mean, you can sit for hours at a French table and just food just keeps coming. And it's really good. It's really, okay. Really good food. So I would say French, if, if there's a cultural thing about France, French people love their culture, period. Okay, they love being French. They love being French, Uh whether it's their food or their language or their history. Like they have the, they think they have the greatest language. They do. They think they have the greatest place. They do. Okay. (laughs) And I mean, really, they have a lot to boast in. Like the language is kind of beautiful. Yeah, sure. France is beautiful. Yeah. The food is amazing. So like... Yeah, it's like they do have. They, they might be right. They might be. Right. As they'd say in France, they'd say "il a raison," which means they have a reason. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well done with your French. That was. I don't know if it was right, but it sounded. <laughs> it sounded very right to me. So, um, the six weeks I took French class in seventh grade, it felt very yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, okay, so as we think about, uh, they does that make them a generally prideful people or is it more just like uh national pride does that make sense like uh, or does that translate over even into their personality i would say it's national pride. very strong national pride okay um i would say french people in general were delightful um you know many people visit paris and they go through paris and they go through the tourist sections and they kind of get a a sense that they're, they don't feel welcome, and okay. that's because I think Paris, it is the number one tourist destination in the world. Um, wow. Any other tourist place, Paris holds the, the top there. So um, huh. you've got people from every single nation under heaven coming through there. Yeah, sure. I think the, the Parisians, as they call them, uh, people of Paris, they kind of get tired of the Are tourists. they just like kind of so callous to it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But if you venture out, and like if you go to the, the more um, the eastern side of France where we were, or in the south... People are very pleasant, hospitable, um, welcoming. Yeah. That was our experience, was just being super blessed by them, especially the church. Yeah. The church that we were okay. part Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so is t- tell, tell me a little bit about, like, um, 
primary religions there, uh, faith. Um, what, what, what does that look like? Um, yeah, what do they generally believe? Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting, the, the history of France. Um, many people think Western uh, European nation must have had a, a very strong Christian foundation, which they did in some sense, but it's a, a very strong Catholic mm-hmm. um, roots. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the history of Protestantism in France is um, very rough. Right. And at the most, France had about 10% Protestants. That's the, that's the highest amount of uh, Protestants that they've ever had. So ev- evangelical peoples who solid on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, at the most, 10% is what I've read. Um, but even today, it's like 1.3% okay. of the population of France is evangelical. <laughs> so um, there's a whole history there of persecution of um, what they call Huguenots or Huguenots, um, Huguenots are what we call French Christians. They were French mm-hmm. Calvinist Christians. Mm-hmm. That's basically who they were, yeah. if you wanted to find them. And after the Reformation, um, there were, like, the inroads into France were really starting to take root, and Christians were turning from Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And because of that, there was a lot of backlash. Yeah. Um, and so um, persecution was started becoming very rampant in France. Um, decades after the Reformation sure. began. And there was quite a few of the Huguenots who had to flee from France um, because the persecution was so replete, just pervasive. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a, something you might recognize, St. Bartholomew's Massacre mm-hmm. yeah. in the early um, or middle 16th century. 30,000 Christians died within a matter of weeks um, because of that. Right, And it was a, a Catholic led revolt against all Protestants, 30,000, yeah. gone. Um, and from that point on, uh, for the next 100, 150 years, the Protestants who lived in France were either very unwelcome or they were fleeing. In fact, the, this is something I just learned recently, but the word refugee, it actually originates from mm-hmm. France. It's a oh, French wow. word. The first refugees um, who were called refugees were French Christians. Oh, wow. That's where the name came huh. from. Um, it's a French thing. So uh, think refugee, think French Christians, sure. because they were fleeing to all other European nations. They were fleeing to the States. They were fleeing to South Africa. They were going to the Caribbean. I mean, all over the world. Um, some people say that maybe about 400,000 French ca- uh, Christians left France wow. during those years. So just like huge population, just boom, left. Sure. Because the persecution was so, so heavy. Yeah. So that that has had a dramatic effect on I think French culture in general is that they're they're they've gone through a lot of wars of religion, which has really turned their their hearts sour to religion mm-hmm. in general, which eventually led to the French Revolution, which was trying to eradicate anything that had to do with the institutions of mm-hmm. of, of Christianity, whether it's Catholicism or Protestantism, um, just a revolt against it. And so the the mantra of uh, France even today is liberty, egality, or equality. Uh, I'm saying in a French way, uh, liberty, equality, and brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And when the when this was all happening, and especially during the French Revolution, they they took Notre Dame, the cathedral there, mm-hmm. and they turned it into what they called the Temple of Reason. And they inscribed at the t- the front of the cathedral doors to philosophy. And they they poured a bunch of dirt on top of the altar. We got rid of the Christian altar, put a bunch of dirt, planted a tree, lit a fire, and then they had. Um, some lady walked down as the goddess of reason. Oh, and wow. there were um, 
prostitutes who are all around her, like bowing down and worshiping her. And it was called the cult of reason. And it was a, it was, um, it was what they were trying to replace Christianity with. Sure. And it was really to sh- enshrine atheism mm-hmm. um, within the country. And that has really just continued to... I was to about saying it stayed. It stayed. Yeah. yeah. It stayed. So yeah. um, so one of the things that, that you mentioned uh, specifically about Paris is, is that it is this like influx of people, but, but very in and out, right? So tourism, super high, in and out. But uh, we also know that uh, now... It is a receiving nation of Mm -hmm. refugees. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of North Africans, uh, Mm -hmm. Middle Easterns, I would assume, Mm -hmm. that that move in that uh, direction, Mm -hmm. uh, in large part because of its location uh, and its welcoming to them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's not. You could correct me. But Mm -hmm. um, so so speak some to that. Help us understand a little bit of what... Yeah, that's like when I would um, drop the kids off at school or pick them up. It was really interesting because you'd have kind of three different pockets of the moms and you'd have the French moms, you'd have the North African moms and then you'd have the Middle Eastern moms. Okay, And so um, even though yeah, (laughs) I bopped around to all the groups, the Middle Easterners actually never quite opened up to me. They were very staunch and um, it was just interesting. But for sure the Lord just opened the way into both of the other groups to um, have opportunity to even share the gospel and just beautiful opportunities, but still very segregated. So they might welcome them into the country because it looks good as a nation to say, Uh oh yeah, we're welcoming to all people, but they're not necessarily welcoming them as far as like true relationships and that kind of thing. Sure. So, Mm -hmm. sure. So help, help us think through a little bit uh, with like sharing the gospel in in France, I think um, in France, the the one difference I would say is that they they never really had the gospel mm-hmm. really culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, the minority understood it, but on the whole, Catholicism has dominated with this strange blend of secularism. So it's like it's yeah, it's just it makes a very interesting climate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say most French people though they are very skeptical. In fact, I would say that's probably their religion, skepticism, Mm -hmm. skeptical of any other authority outside of themselves and human autonomy. Um, They are going to be um, skeptical, and yet because they're so unfamiliar, especially when you talk Mm -hmm. about, like, you're an evangelical, first of all, they're going to think you're a cult. They're going to think, are you a Jehovah Witness, or Mm -hmm. what are you? Because they they don't get it. Um, They only know, you know, Catholicism, uh, the majority of them. Um, So there's there's a lot of barriers there. In, in what they believe about you and their, their the mm-hmm. stereotypes about you. Um, but there's an interest as well mm-hmm. because they wonder, so why are you so, you know, why do you love your faith so much? Why do mm-hmm. you talk about God in such a way? And so I think one of the things that we, we learned very early on is to share our love for the Word of God mm-hmm. and put that on display. Mm-hmm. Like um, when it was somebody's birthday, write a note to them in French and share your favorite scripture, you uh-huh. know, just like really try to show them like where your treasure is. And I think that that is where the attraction lies. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you believe in something that is completely otherworldly, something that my whole existence in, in, as a country tells me to fight against yeah. both my history and what I'm be- learning. Um, and yet you seem to be, you know, you, a normal person. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, so I think there's a there's an attraction there when we mm-hmm. share our love for the word that we found just opened up all kinds of opportunities to mm-hmm. share the gospel, yeah. whether it was with French secular people or with Muslims, um, mm-hmm. wherever we wherever we found them. Yeah. One of my favorite um, French phrases: If something bad happens, they'll say because of or a cause de. But if something good happens, they'll say classa, which is grace of. And it was like the Lord just helped me realize that um, we went through some challenges <laughs> and the Lord was on our side and was helping us with various things. And um, it seemed like such a natural thing for me to say grace of God, he provided an apartment. Grace of God, uh-huh. we did whatever it was. And it was just very interesting because multiple people after I would say that would just look at me and be like, huh, that's interesting. Right, <laughs> and it right. was just such an interesting thing to me to think like these phrases are rooted in scripture. I mean, grace, mm-hmm. anything that is good is grace of God. Mm-hmm. And yet um, they've just been so separated from the truth of um, scripture. And so there's a very works-based, very heavy on like, you must live this way. And it definitely stems to like caring for the earth and things mm-hmm. like that, which are very important. Um, and so we just found it very interesting to be able to constantly give glory to God. And that in and of itself was just so radical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, we've talked about uh, here at Colonial Heights, we've talked about uh, the threads of the gospel. And sometimes we, we don't get the opportunity to to lay out all of the gospel in one sitting. That doesn't always happen, even in even when we live somewhere else. But to, to weave these threads of the mm-hmm. gospel into our regular life daily conversations, mm-hmm. birthday cards, mm-hmm. um, and otherwise thanking God for uh, mm-hmm. his provision and, and pointing to him as provider and him as rescuer and him as uh, protector and healer and all of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so even for us uh, still in the States, it's helpful for us. That those are things we can mm-hmm. uh, apply here mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, and I think also, again, just wanting to draw us as listeners to kind of a, a point of action. Uh, you mentioned this at the beginning that uh, because France is known, like uh, some other parts of the world feel mysterious. Mm-hmm. France does not feel mysterious to us as Americans. We right. feel like we've seen it on movies or right. been there. Been, so, yeah. Yeah. Some of us have been there. We've yeah. seen it, uh, and and so we don't we don't feel like it's quite as mysterious. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of lump it in there with England of, oh, I, I bet they've heard the gospel before or whatever. But even knowing kind of history there says, no, that and and still presently the case, uh, there's still a yeah. deep, deep need for the gospel. And so I would call us uh, as a church or as listeners to be ones who find ourselves pleading with God to send more workers yeah. uh, again to, th- this is not necessarily unreached in the sense that uh, there is no Bible in their language or there are no churches or no, this is a needing more fuel uh, for the flame of the gospel uh, and for the workers to be increased in that sense. Um, but that still needs our prayers. It still needs our resources and our support in that way. Yeah. Um, other things you might add? Yeah, there's a, a statistics I, I read recently about um, the percentage of Christians that are in France compared to the U.S. And so in f- in the U.S., we have about one church for every eight to eight to every eight hundred to nine hundred people, one church. Um, but in France, you only have one church for every twenty nine to thirty thousand people. 
So that's, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. Wow, yeah. But then you go to some places and pockets in, in France, like the, the city of Marseille. Marseille is soon to become the, the only city in the European Union that will have a, uh, a majority population of Muslims. Oh, wow. In the whole European Union. So you've got almost 50% of the population of that one city, which it's the second largest city in France. So it's, it's got several mm-hmm. million people. Um, you're going to have a majority population. And so you've got every nation from yeah. all over. Majority North African, mm-hmm. because that historically they're French-speaking. Sure. So mm-hmm. like Algerians, Tunisians, Moroccans, mm-hmm. um, Comorians, um, those, those four nations themselves make up the majority of them. Wow. And every single one of those nations are on the top 10 most unreached places in Africa. And they're flooding into, yeah. and have historically for the last generations, flooded into France and still have many ties with North Africa. Yeah. So our, our heart would be to see many of those people reach with the gospel yep. so that not only can new churches be planted in, in France, but so that those people can then go yeah. back to the places where they, they can get to much more easily and have greater access to than even us. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Anything else? I appreciate you guys being a part of this. Viva la France. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. That's good. Uh, I do hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, if you think so, please rate and review it. Share it on your social media. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.